We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello and ski to you all. Welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, and I'm very, very excited to be once again joined by this man uh, because he does all the heavy lifting around here. It's the vice mayor himself, <laughs> uh, Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Welcome back from Washington, D.C. Yes. Uh, did you get any laws enacted, anything uh any anything for baseball maybe maybe take care of them constantly tinkering uh with with the new rules did you did you get a yeah i do government think that, to look into it yeah i think most of uh, rule changes in major league baseball do originate in washington dc <laughs> they're first discussed discussed on the floor of the house and then you know eventually they make their way over Very to true. bob manfred uh no it was it was a great trip it yeah. was uh it was cold um I have to say it's it's really delightful to come home and it's like 77 degrees and sunny It's outside. wonderful here. Yeah, but then you brought the cold great. weather with you and it's going to get cold Apparent, again. Yeah, apparent, apparently I did. It's just uh, following you everywhere. Yeah, but there are worse things than, you know, a lot of people would be happy to have it be like 60 degrees outside right now. Yes. So yeah, like we can't, very we true. can't complain too much very about true. what's around the corner. We need it to be, we need bad weather right now because when these people come into town to go uh, to the waste management open and, yes. you know, do all of that stuff, right? We, we don't want any of them to move here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we cannot have these people coming here and realizing how great the weather is because it's not that great. It'll be 120 before you know it. As Jack Peterson <laughs> brought up, he said, uh, YOLO in regards yeah, to that the was, 120 that was my, degrees. <laughs> I didn't get to be at the jock press for live, um, because I was walking around the spy museum and it was complicated. Um, <laughs> well, but, uh, spies are mysterious. Jesse. Yes, that should be complicated. That's fair. But uh, yeah, that was I listened to it afterwards. And that was definitely my favorite part was Jock saying YOLO when it comes to the 120 degree weather in in the summers. I mean, the man grew up in I believe he's from Palo Alto. So he's from the Bay Area. Yes. He obviously spent a, a good chunk of his career with the Giants and then, you know, the Dodgers like he doesn't know what it's like for. He like he's never experienced like even eighty seven degrees in his life, Derek. I don't I don't know how he's going to deal with one hundred and twenty, but I I guess we'll find out. You can try to prepare yourself, but you can't really prepare yourself. No. You know what I mean? It's uh, you you don't really get to experience it until it's real and until it's too late. Of course, we did talk about you leaving town, and that would. Uh, in fact, cause a press conference to happen yes, as it did. It did. Yeah. Uh, you missed out on this. But uh, we do have Mike Hazen's comments, which we haven't really discussed too much. Uh, and Mike Hazen was uh, he talked about the move and why they were interested in jock and, and also some other uh, things in regards to situational, you know, at bats. I know a lot of people are concerned about jock Peterson's splits. Uh, I We talked about it on the show a little bit yesterday without you, but it, it does really feel like he at least sounds committed in his comments about working with Dave McKay and just, you know, uh, about wanting to contribute to this team. Like he is willing to kind of work on some of his weaknesses that were sure magnified. I would say last year, I felt like more than other seasons, but yeah, you know, like his, his splits and obviously his inability to play defense or, or at least, you know, the people assuming he's not going to play in the outfield for this team. 
Yeah, I mean, the the Giants uh, clearly were not comfortable with Jock Peterson playing a whole lot of outfield for them. Uh, they they kind of made that clear as the season wore on. It seemed like they were they were really trying to avoid having Jock play in the outfield as, as much as possible. And, uh, you know, of course, Gabe Kapler uh, in San Francisco was... Uh, was kind of the the king of of platoons, right? I mean, they just had yes. platoons everywhere. <laughs> That's true. And so, of course, Jock Peterson fit right into the system. Oh, he was great. Um, they they did uh, really a heck of a job avoiding uh, him facing lefties. I think it was like just about ninety percent of his plate appearances came against righties last year. So the Giants protected him very heavily. Uh, and it sounds like the Diamondbacks might do that, but. Uh, yeah, Mike Hazen was was uh, kind of non-committal about that. Well, this is what he had to say on the move of, of acquiring Jock Peterson. Yet, we still think there's some holes that we need to continue to build out um, bench-wise, maybe, you know, maybe looking at some of the right-handed options, uh, potentially at some point, you know, we've talked about spending some attention on the bullpen, you know, building out some depth there. Um, so still working um to continue to improve the roster any way we can when the off season's over then then we can sit back and assess that but we're not I, it's hard to say that we're done uh, we're not done in the sense that we've done a lot of the big stuff but um i still remain hopeful that there's there's more ways for us to improve this team well, that was actually not on the move for Jock Peterson, but was on. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Kind of. It was on if the Arizona Diamondbacks and Mike Hazen are done uh, with free agency, which we kind of felt like based on this move that they weren't. It didn't feel like any huge moves were imminent. It's not like they were going to have the budget to go out there and go after one of the top, like, Scott Boris clients available or anything like that. Sure. However, it did feel like this move did position them to still kind of address some of their positional needs, which is you know still real we're going to talk about the spring training you know uh, roster here in a little bit but uh, the diamondbacks still need to kind of have a, a backup catcher and and their options right now aren't you know uh, like there, there's going to be some competition but there there could be some better options potentially out there still yeah it doesn't sound like uh doesn't sound like the diamondbacks are necessarily done but it also i think there's also a chance that they are done in terms of in terms of you know at least the, the significant moves we might still see some you know sure. minor league contracts or you know some additions to the uh, list of spring training invites that we'll we'll get to here a little a little bit later in the show um but yeah it, it'll be interesting to see what the diamondbacks do here our initial reaction to this was very much that if you're getting jock peterson then you probably have something else that you're at least hoping to do uh, to you know kind of balance things out against lefties you don't really want jock peterson in that spot against lefties but yeah it sounds like the diamondbacks are are maybe a little bit more open to having him face left-handed pitching at least jock peterson certainly uh as you said earlier wants that opportunity and it sounds like the diamondbacks are are you know potentially going to give him that opportunity do we have that video do we have uh mike hazen on on lefties okay yeah, we haven't we haven't really made any final determinations on that stuff yet. I know I know two of the things that we talked to Jock about was Jock wants to you know prove to us that he can play in the outfield and and face some lefties and you know we're gonna see how he does. I mean this is a this is a competition um, in every way, shape, and form in terms of us seeing what the best where we're best suited and we'll we'll deploy Tor. I'm sure Tori is going to deploy the roster as 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 it as it needs to be deployed. Um, but I'm interested to see what those competitive thoughts will turn themselves into coming into camp. Um, you know, I know he's primarily DH'd uh in the last uh, <clears throat> in the last uh, little bit here. Um so we'll see. We'll see where all that takes. We obviously have a very competitive roster in terms of um, what could happen from playing time standpoint. I think <clears throat> if it didn't go that way and we were fitting at bats in for righties, I think, you know, depending on who the backup catcher is, uh, Moreno could potentially see some time there. Rivera um as we're currently constituted. And then there's still potential opportunity externally too. Jesse kind of hates uh, the idea that everybody wants to just throw Moreno in at DH at times and then expect like 
the production because obviously with the well, options at yeah. least they have right now, right? Those, I don't hate the Diamondbacks using Gabby Moreno in that spot. I right. think that makes perfect sense. Right. It's it's really an asset that the designated hitter came to the National League uh, because if your catcher is a pretty good hitter, especially against lefties, you can you can keep your catcher in there, you know, in in the lineup. Uh, in situations where you might not previously because you obviously need your catcher to get some days off. My criticism is that, yes, if Gabby Moreno steps into the DH slot, that's great. But that means that, you know, Tucker Barnhart or Jose Herrera or a pretty light hitting catcher is stepping in uh, the catching spot in his place. So in that sense, Gabby Moreno is not really a a solution in in the DH slot necessarily. Uh, But it it does make sense for the D-backs to use him there some. I just don't really view that as being like, oh, of course, Gabby Moreno can be there. You know, your problem is solved. I I just don't see it that way. But the way he can be there is they are going to need to give him time off, and that's the reason why, like addressing the backup catcher role, they they have plenty of options potentially. But it would would be nice uh, for them to have – a, a backup catcher that maybe did have a little bit more offense to offer and, and things like that. And it remains to be seen. That's no knock at any of these guys that could potentially be the backup. But uh, you and I discussed Gabby's going to need 30 to 40 games potentially off. And that's a significant yeah. amount of time off. He probably won't DH in all of those games, but that would give you the option to have him available if you strategically place it around you know maybe potential left-handed starts by an opposing starting pitcher have them off that day but then have them DHing right there's there are options there it's just like you said you are going to have that drop off in production from that catcher uh position if if one of those other guys is in there in lieu of him so it's almost like you're putting one of those guys in at DH in a way right like yeah, essentially. Then, then essentially yeah. you're having like Tucker Barnhart DH or, or whatever, right? But yeah, which uh, is not not an ideal uh, an ideal outcome necessarily. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, there is definitely something to be said for Gabby being able to be in that DH spot from time to time. Uh, you know, I mean, the man hit like 352, I think it is against lefties last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. He's not like if if Gabby Moreno is healthy. In my mind, there's there really never should be a day where where the opposing team has a lefty starter on the mound and Gabby isn't in the lineup either as the DH or or as the catcher. So the DH slot allows you to do that. That'll take some of the DH opportunities, but it still feels like there there could be another move for for the Diamondbacks to make here. Uh, Chris in the chat says, my fit is fire. Chris, you're not ready for this. But what ready? are you wearing? What, 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 yeah, the shoes. All The shoes really bring it all together. Uh, every time I wear this, you criticize it, and then I tell you what it is, and then you feel very bad afterwards. But it is, <laughs> of course, every month on this show, as you know, is Black History Month, not just one month a year. Every month on this show is Women's History Month, and every month on this show is Black Women's History Month. But this particular hoodie I'm wearing is for Our Heroes Rock which is a oh. cartoon series similar to Schoolhouse Rock done by a couple of friends of mine. Uh, and they uh, they told the story of Ruby Bridges. That actually drops today on YouTube, and it's a great little cartoon uh, telling the story of a very important person in black history. Uh, and that's kind of was their plan here is to have some of these uh, stories told so that we make sure – uh, to keep history correct, especially here in Arizona. I won't get to that. But anyway, I wasn't uh, saying for the record, I wasn't saying I thought it looked bad. I was yeah. just like, what are you? It's like, a lot. It's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. It's, you it's can't beautiful. look at it and not be like, it's beautiful. Whoa. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. <laughs> Which I is the way it goes for most things you wear. Yeah, so. <laughs> I thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Gabriel Ferrer <laughs> says uh, February 1st and the reigning Cy Young is still unsigned. Yep, because Scott Boris. Yeah, it's been fun. Scott Boris. It's been a fun offseason, hasn't it? <laughs> I mean, and speaking of the offseason, uh, we did ask you guys to grade the offseason of the Arizona Diamondbacks in before uh, the Jock Peterson move. Uh, and the results were uh, pretty good. The the 39.7% of you gave it an A, 55.9% of you gave it a B. 4.1% gave it a C, and 0% gave it a D or an F. But then we asked you to grade the offseason after the jock signing on Twitter, uh, and this is the results. Uh, things moved in, in the <laughs> they, opposite they direction worse, a little bit. Eric. <laughs> things moved in the opposite direction. Now 31.5% of you gave it an A. Uh, it's 54% uh, gave it a B. We have 12.7% with a C, and then 1.8% of you changed the entire a view on things here and just gave it a D or an F all now, because of be, jock to be fair. This isn't the most uh, scientific approach. Yeah, we no. We didn't re-poll the same people. <laughs> yeah, we we pulled the same, re-poll the same people. Uh, the first poll was part of our uh, Diamondbacks fan survey, which many of you filled out. 
on Google Forms. The second one was just a, a Twitter poll question, which actually got almost 2,000 votes. We got like three times as many votes on that one as we did uh, the initial survey. But uh, yeah, the results did get worse. Part of me blames that on Twitter just being a, a very negative place a in general. Place. Uh, of course, you were going to get some Ds yeah. and Fs. Of course, there's going to be an uptick in, in C votes. I don't really understand how you can give the Diamondbacks a C, honestly. Um, I, I, I understand there, there was some discourse happening in the comments section between whether it's an A or a B. Sure. I know Jock Peterson isn't was not the prize necessarily of the DH crop that the Diamondbacks were reportedly interested sure. in. I understand that, you know, that felt like maybe uh, not exactly who Diamondbacks were, were hoping to get. There was obviously a lot of talk around J.D. Martinez and Jorge Soler. But, but there's, there's an alternate reality where we pay J.D. Martinez two years, $40 million, and uh, maybe the results and, of that yes. don't end up being as good or at least as, as thrifty. Diamondbacks fans don't like JD Martinez in their minds is the is the is the what Jesse said I will attack you right now he is perfection he is perfection yes what (laughs) is he not are you suggesting he's not because I will fight you you're the one who just said that the Diamondbacks give him two years and 40 million well yeah because he's worth it he's worth every dime of it because Uh, gorgeous all that to say I don't I think A or B I understand the the debate there C just seems outrageous to me. I mean, the Diamondbacks really shot near the top of the starting pitching market in getting Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, you know, they made a solid acquisition at third base, I think, in yeah. getting a Eugenio Suarez. They addressed Lourdes all Gurriel their weaknesses. Back. Jock Peterson, the DH slot is much better. Yeah. A C is just, is just clearly too low in my mind. It's absolutely too low. And I mean, Mike Hazen did talk about uh, the move. We, we alluded to it earlier, but... Here's what he had to say about Jock Peterson and how he can add to this team and improve, you know, the the roster that they had from last year. One, you know, I've always always appreciated the energy and competitiveness and 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 the hit ability from across the field. I mean, it seems like he he's worn us out. Um, you know, he's been in the division for so long. We've seen him all the time. It's good to have him on our side. Um, from a from a roster construction standpoint, I think. You know, getting bringing Lourdes back and Eugenio kind of filling in a lot of that right-handed middle part of our lineup was getting very, very, very right-handed. And I and I know there's, you know, he he just he does an incredible job of of hitting righties and felt like the division was going to stack up pretty right-handed dominant. I know there's still some lefties out there that could change that complexion a little bit, but for the most part, we felt like um, this was going to be a good fit in the middle. Um, keep Corbin and, and Cattell where they need to be, keep Alec and Perdomo where they need to be, and and thought it, this was just a, a good fit for us. And I think ultimately he's going to be a good fit for this team. Uh, I think, yeah. you know, again, when we talk about last year's team versus, you know, uh, the, the additions that they've made, I, I can't see how you, you can't feel like the roster is improved, but – uh, as we talked about earlier, they might not be done. We do know that the free agency market might be a little slim now for what they're looking for, especially at catcher. There's still an option or two out there. But You want uh, Gary Sanchez. I just want Gary Sanchez. That's it. You know I want Gary Sanchez. <laughs> Why would you even bring his name up if you didn't want to upset me? Because you know we're not going to get Gary Sanchez. However, uh, the, the Houston Astros might be a good fit for a trade partner, potentially, right? They're looking for a left-handed outfielder. And we've been stockpiling those for years. We have plenty of those, Jesse. So maybe the D-backs uh, could, could maybe make a trade here. Yeah, I actually have a, a bot set up on my computer that just searches for reports of teams looking for left-handed hitting outfielders. He does. It's kind of crazy. Because it's like, oh my gosh, the yeah. team I cover is surely yeah. interested, right? He gets they're a Google just, alert and he screams about it. Yeah, He's like, we got another be, one! <laughs> there has to be a fit here. And and Dana Brown, the Astros general manager, this was about a week ago, he said if we could somehow get a, left, a left-handed bat, preferably an outfielder with some speed, I mean, come on, Derek. Can I, I offer mean the, you uh, the, Jake McCarthy? <laughs> <laughs> it just it just makes sense on paper. Can and I, granted, this is a can I offer is, you a Dominic Fletcher? <laughs> Dominic Fletcher, less so on the speed side, but still a, sure. still a, a solid defender at all three positions, and and certainly certainly left handed as well. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is still a thing, but I wanted to at least bring it up. The Astros did acquire minor league outfielder Trey Cabbage. In a trade with the Angels on Wednesday. Fantastic baseball name, by the way. Trey Cabbage. Um, 
Yeah, it's, that's incredible. Yeah, it's yeah, that's great. awesome. That sounds like some sort of cool name you'd give someone's hair or something. Like Trey <laughs> Cabbage. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so Cabbage does kind of fit the description here. So I think it's possible that the Astros already kind of satisfied the the need that they had in sure. this area. Sure, uh, Cabbage has has barely played in the majors. He's not. He's not as established as a, as a Jake McCarthy or even a Dominic Fletcher, I think, in some ways. I think there, there are more questions with Trey Cabbage. Dominic Fletcher, I think, is a more valuable player. So maybe there's a world in which the Astros want to shoot a little bit higher than that. And uh, they're still interested in pulling the trigger on something like this. And, you know, Jake McCarthy or or potentially Dominic Fletcher could could make some sense. He gave up way too much in this quote, Jesse. He said that type of package will pounce on it. Are you kidding me? Like, you don't go to a car dealership with that kind of attitude. You're going to be fleeced. I mean, I feel this man is putting himself out there for Mike Hazen to absolutely fleece him. You know Mike Hazen <laughs> loves to fleece other GMs of, of, of their prospects. But what would the Diamondbacks potentially get in return? Or what would they want in return at this point? I mean, we yeah. do know that, of course, we've talked about some of their needs. Uh, we, we did speak yesterday about the bullpen. Uh, jo- uh, Jordan was a little surprised that the Diamondbacks haven't done anything uh, to improve their bullpen. Yeah. And and that seemed to be something that Mike Hazen has brought up a few times in the past. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's what would make the most sense. Like if you're the Diamondbacks and you're trying to make a trade and we've we've talked a number of times on this show about how a trade might make some sense. The D-backs still have more depth pieces in my opinion than they can really make use of. Yeah. Uh so if you if you could find a trade partner, I think it could still make sense and if in you'd probably be looking for relief pitching. At least that would be one of the things at at the top of the list for sure. Yeah. Um the tricky thing with the Astros is, you know, I mean the 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 back end of their bullpen is really excellent. They have Josh Hader, of course, whom they just signed. Ryan Presley, who's been their closer for a while, is still there. Brian Abreu one of the you know one of the best relievers in the game uh still in, still in his mid 20s so their back end is really good beyond that I, you know i don't think they're going to trade any of those guys for jake mccarthy beyond that i'm not sure if i really see a reliever impactful enough for the diamondbacks to to want to pull the trigger there uh rafael montero might have made some sense he was someone we talked about last year as a free agent target for the diamondbacks but he had a pretty brutal first season with the Astros, his ERA was was around five. The the peripherals weren't great either. The Astros would have to eat a lot of money in order to to make that trade. And I'm not sure the D-backs even want Rafael Montero at this point now that he's, you know, 33 years old and, and coming off a, a pretty rough season. So yeah, this I, I think it's a dead end, I guess is what is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, I don't really see an ideal relief pitcher. Uh, you know, Jake Myers is interesting. He's a right-handed hitting outfielder. Uh, kind of kind of like an Alec Thomas type who's a really, really good defender, um, but not uh, not great against same handed pitching. Jake Myers has done pretty well against lefties, but not so against righties. I mean, on paper, that kind of makes sense. Like the Astros want a lefty. The D-backs could use a right handed hitting outfielder. But I'm not sure if I'm not sure if the Astros would want to do that. They probably want to add a left handed hitting outfielder, not like trade one of their existing outfielders for one. So. Yeah, I think it's most likely a dead end. But again, I have this bot on my computer, Derek, and it went <laughs> off the other day and I just had to talk about it. <laughs> I uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate your due diligence in trying to figure out where we can uh, send these left-handed outfielders. So, uh, But, of course, uh, they, we'll get to see all of these guys. We're very excited to see all these guys in spring training. We'll talk about that roster that just came out today. We do thank you guys for being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Of course, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. Leave us a little thumbs up. We always appreciate you doing that. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, make sure to subscribe to us over there. Uh, leave us a review. We always appreciate those five-star reviews. And, of course, we appreciate you listeners as well uh we also appreciate illegal Pete's, which is a great place yes. for you to fill up uh and of course uh the weather was nice until jesse ruined it but it'll be nice again here very soon especially with spring training and all of these amazing events uh coming and happening soon so make sure you stop in an illegal Pete's. it's your go-to spot uh for all these wonderful things including the strongest margaritas in arizona irresistible uh mouth-watering food that will fill all of your heart's desire and more uh so ring in the new year with illegal Pete's weekly deals 
kick the Monday blues with $3 margaritas all day. So ease your way back or ease your way back into the week with $2 tacos every Tuesday. Uh, if you work in healthcare education, you can take your team to lunch at Illegal Pete's every Tuesday and enjoy buy one, get one free entrees. And don't forget to unwind after a long day at their happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every single day. Illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. I'm a little concerned about Damon because I don't think they have Illegal Pete's in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, I don't know how he's going to deal with that. And so. wasn't wasn't Jed Fish also there? That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, that's a Damon's, recipe for disaster. Yeah. I'm saying it right now. That's a terrible idea. Damon's going to be very cranky. And then Jed Fish is in the same vicinity as him. I don't like that at all. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, I mean, I don't, I'm guessing he probably doesn't have his OGs either, which is probably a problem. Uh, by the way. I was shamed by Elise yesterday for my mispronunciation mis, mis, of the word uh, perforated. So mm, mm. I've been saying it wrong at times on this show, Jesse. And again, I tried to scold them the way I scold you about <laughs> it being a hate crime because English is my second language. It didn't work, though. They didn't care about that. But uh, OG's has launched two new products, uh, one made with live rosin and one with their Rick Simpson oil, which I talked to you about before. It's amazing effect. You can get their OGs naturals or their big OGs now. Uh, the big OGs is perforated into 10 slices. Very easy to break apart and share each slice 10 milligrams. Or if you're bold, uh, you can go for the whole thing as I do. Uh, you can also check out their OGs natural, which are vegan gummies made with live rosin and available in a sweet clementine flavor. So regardless of what you're into, OGs Brands has an uh, has something for you, whether it's their minis, their sleep edition gummies, their mix bag, and so much more. So to learn more about OGs gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. Gabriel makes an interesting point. It'll probably be Toronto again. They're still too right-handed. I mean, I do think that I do think the Blue Jays are still too right-handed. Oh, that's wonderful! Uh, I they, love that idea. They apparently were interested in in Jock Peterson before the Diamondbacks. They were uh, were were able to get him. I don't know if they're really looking for a Jake McCarthy type, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My my bot hasn't come up with anything about the Blue Jays <laughs> yet. But you keep you keep at it. You keep <laughs> at it. But uh, the spring training roster was announced, and we do know a bit more about. Uh, obviously, who we know who we're going to see based on the 26-man roster, but now we know who we're going to see that are non-roster invitees. And there's some very fun uh, prospects to see uh, from the Diamondbacks organization that we haven't had a chance to see much in person. So it'll be a great opportunity to come out, watch some great spring training games. Uh, here's that list of, of the non-roster invitees. Yeah, um, it's a lot of players, man. What, 40 plus 26, 66? I think I can still do math. Um, I don't know. That <laughs> don't ask me to check your math. That's a terrible idea. Uh, yeah, there there are a lot of names here that we certainly expected to see. It's not like you see the list of spring, you know, spring training invitees, uh, you know, of around 70 guys. And you're like, oh, my gosh, all 70 of these are shocking or anything like yeah. that. But there are, you know, usually a few guys that are interesting that either are on the list or maybe interesting because they aren't on the list. Um, and prospects is certainly kind of where we start with that conversation. Yumin Lin, Ivan Melendez, AJ Vukovic, Christian Robinson, all noteworthy prospects uh, who are who are on this list for the Diamondbacks. I guess Yumin Lin is probably uh, the headliner there for, for Diamondbacks fans Absolutely. who haven't haven't gotten a chance to see him pitch in person yet. I'm I'm excited to see him pitch. I really am because I've heard a lot about him and I feel like they're as far as the Diamondbacks prospects go for pitching, he is, even if he's not ranked the top prospect, he is like, has the most buzz about him. I think that fans yeah. know who he is. They've, they've heard about his 26 different pitches he throws uh, and everything <laughs> like that. It's an arsenal. It's an arsenal, folks. Uh, but it's, uh, it's going to be very cool to see him in camp along with some of these other guys. I can't wait to see uh, the Hispanic Titanic. Uh, smashing uh, up at Salt River Fields, but uh, Christian Robinson—that's a very interesting, you know, name that we have talked about for quite a while. Uh, we do know the Diamondbacks designated him for assignment. And he came back uh, or stayed in the organization. So uh, again, just hopefully uh, another opportunity for him to to get some some chances or to get get some eyes on him. Yeah, I don't I don't think that any of those Diamondbacks prospects we named really have a, a great chance to to make the team. Honestly, right. uh, I think they're all, all all four of those guys are probably still a little ways away. Christian Robinson included in that list for sure. 
Um, but there, there are still some intriguing tools with Christian Robinson, for sure. I think some people have kind of moved on from him as a prospect in some ways. He's you know considerably older now than yeah, he was a few years ago sure. when he was a big name prospect. Uh, there's still a lot of swing and miss there, which was an issue back in the day and continues to be a concern now for sure. But at the same time, he still has legitimate speed and legitimate power. Um, and, you know, I think could probably hold his own in, in a corner outfield spot. And when you have when you have those elements, you're you know, it, it's at least enough to put you on the radar as a prospect that we should be paying some attention to. And uh, and D-backs fans have been, you know, dreaming about what Christian Robinson can be for about yeah. five years at this point. Yeah, uh, really so, have. yeah, I think for, you know, for fans of this team, it's it's fun to have him in, in camp for sure. When I look at this list, I think of it's either young guys, like you said, that that are still a little ways off. There's a great opportunity for them to be seen by the coaching staff at a major league level. There's also just a great opportunity for them to be in camp to learn, to to be coached and and to experience, you know, spring training up here. So I get that. I also get the list of guys there that are right there on the bubble of potentially making this team like Kevin Newman. Yeah. Uh, Brandon uh, Hughes is one of those guys. Uh, Rudy brought him up in the chat. He said Brandon Hughes, I think, has a chance to make this bullpen. And we'll talk about him. But. The name that sticks sticks out to me there is Humberto Castellanos, which you know yeah. <laughs> I am a big fan of. And when you talk about like Christian Robinson kind of being a guy that we've moved on from at least a little bit, that is a pitcher who I felt like when I when I saw him as a non roster invitee, I almost asked like, what is he doing here? Like he he doesn't really fit the mold of either of those guy either of those things of either a guy close to making the roster or like, you know, a minor league prospect, but he still is only 25 years old. He had Tommy John surgery and missed all of 2023. So it's easy yeah. to kind of forget about him as an option. But this man was at one time a, a pretty decent starting pitcher for the Diamondbacks at, at a major league level. Yeah, yeah. Kind of functioned in, you know, that up and down sort of a role, uh, you know, swing man type who can who can give you some innings. Uh, the most noteworthy thing about Humberto Castellanos in my mind is that he has seven career plate appearances as a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And he went three for six with one home run and five RBI. Um, so unfortunately, Incredible. unfortunately, he, yeah, the, the, the DH, DH is, is here. Yeah, is here. Yeah, the ruining everything. Well, maybe he can DH um, too. Maybe he can, maybe. Yeah, can, maybe, maybe. Maybe he's their so. answer to platoon with Josh. Yeah, Peterson. yeah. Hey, man, you only has to hit lefties, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly what, what this looks like for Humberto Castellanos. He does have a minor league option remaining. So uh, I, I guess, you know, he's, he's in camp and, you know, if he doesn't make the team, uh, the D-backs could send him down as, as kind of a depth option. Uh, he did pitch in the Mexican Winter League uh, this offseason. So uh, 30 and two-thirds innings there, according to baseball reference. He had a 5.58 ERA and a 1.73 whip. So not exactly great numbers, no, but, no. Um, you know, working his way back <laughs> from uh, from Tommy John surgery and uh, certainly a, a familiar name and a bit of a bit of a blast from the past. Uh, going back to Brandon Hughes, uh, that is a guy who uh, pitched with the Cubs for the last two seasons. Uh, vastly had, had pretty different seasons uh, going from 2022 to 2023. Obviously, uh, the sample size was much bigger in 22. Uh, he had a 3.12 ERA and 57 and two-thirds innings pitched, 1.09 whip, 4.64 FIP, and 1.7 home runs per nine. 2023 results not great. Uh, yeah. Not nearly as many innings pitched, 13.2 innings pitched, a 7.24 ERA, 1.61 whip, nearly an identical FIP at 4.65, and then uh, 1.3 home runs per nine. So uh, this is a guy who, you know, that obviously struggled there last season, but has shown that he's capable of giving you some innings and, and being a pretty solid relief option. Yeah, Brandon Hughes was, was non-tendered by the Cubs a few months ago. Uh, there are a lot of players on this list who who were brought in on minor league deals that we'd already heard about. Brandon Hughes is, I think, the one guy on the list who we had not heard about. Um, so this is this is kind of news for us today that the Diamondbacks have signed Brandon Hughes to uh, presumably a, a minor league deal with with an invite to spring training. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I didn't pitch a lot in the majors in 2023. He had some complicated knee surgery about halfway through the season. Uh, he had an IL stint with knee inflammation earlier in the offseason, spent like the minimum 15 days on the IL, came back, and then I guess the same issue flared up again. He wound up having season-ending surgery 
And uh, yeah, as you said, only only 13 and two thirds innings. I don't fully buy into Brandon Hughes being the pitcher that he was in 2022 on on the surface. Uh, the three one two ERA, the the one oh nine whip. Yeah. No, the um, the FIP kind of tells the story there. I kind of yeah, feel like yeah. in those two seasons, right? Like they he, could, did, could he gives closer. up he gives up a lot of home runs, and that's uh, I think that's the thing probably keeping him from really being you know a consistent like three ERA reliever year to year. But you know, totally could be a guy who who could come in and and potentially even make the team. D backs have a, a few options. Uh, from the from the left uh, the left handed side right we've talked about Kyle Nelson Andrew Saul Frank and Joe Mann's apply yeah. you know maybe the D backs have to pick two out of those three there are, there are some some other options there for them as well Brandon Hughes being one of them um, well and uh, Elisa this is a possibly intriguing invite because our left handed bullpen depth chart is not super strong yeah and we've talked about that as far as the options go uh, there's still some wait and see aspect to the success that some of the guys had late in the season too. I'm not, I don't know why I'm, I'm a bit more convinced about Ryan Thompson than I am about Andrew Saul Frank, but sure. they were just too good to believe that they're going to continue to be that good for this team. Uh, and obviously, I mean, that's just, that's just some of the relief options, but you know, I, I, I believe strongly in Paul Seawald. I believe strongly in Kevin Ginkle. So I feel like with that, you know, kind of, that that in place you have the ability to maybe have some more moving parts in the bullpen we also know and i know you spoke to him corbin martin uh coming back as an option for this team so uh he was a a guy that part of that you know zach Granke trade that could potentially (laughs) be the one bright spot i guess i mean we got paul seawald (laughs) kind of because of that but yeah i don't want to get all into that but spring training great time to come see these guys i mean that like if you don't if you live here and you let spring training go by without coming and seeing some of these young guys play you're missing out it's a great chance to see them live and i don't know why but there's just something about like when i I remember the first time i saw alec thomas out at like uh you know camp and he was just gigantic (laughs) compared to what i've seen because every image of alec thomas i had seen of him was like as like a high school kid, you know, yeah, so it's right, like right. sometimes you you get to see these guys finally in person, <laughs> and then you know it's. I it's remember, cool. I remember you giving me that report. I think I was still in. That was when I was still <laughs> yeah, in Washington. I was like, I was like oh my god, you Thomas were like, is I went to spring camp today, and Alec Thomas is an enormous man, <laughs> yeah. which he's not. He's but, not. But compared but, to the images <laughs> of what you see of him as a high school kid, yeah, you're just like, sure. it's like he's the Hulk version of himself. <laughs> so that's also funny. there's also something about you know just seeing major league players up close and personal uh you know they tend they tend to yeah. look like they're, oh yeah they're considerably more ripped than the yeah. average person oh, yeah. uh generally speaking so uh alec thomas's uh strength has never never been an issue for never him, for sure never been an issue um well it is almost super bowl time and now is a great time if you have not checked out the bet mgm sportsbook app to do so you can use our code of phnx and you will get yourself 158 dollars in bonus bets simply for signing up using that code and depositing five dollars into your newly created account and once you do wagering that amount or more uh, at a standard odds price once you've placed a bet you will receive 158 dollars in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager so if you want uh if you want some fun things to check out uh right now bet mgm has these odds jesse on what song you think usher will play first during the super wow. bowl halftime show <laughs> you can bet on this and right now i'm going to tell you this the value option for plus 800 you can get uh oh my god omg um that's a banger that's a that's an incredible <laughs> song to start a set off with and at plus 800 we were all talking about it in our work chat uh it's a great value it's just an incredible value so of course you can get fun stuff like this of course uh, you know, <laughs> we we ride and die with Blue Gatorade around here. So that's another fun thing you might be able to get down on. Uh, but if you haven't done so already, sign up for the BetMGM app. Use that bonus code of PHNX. Place your first sportsbook wager through the sportsbook mobile application for at least $5. You'll receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467 New York. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Are we back yet? Yep. All right. There we are. There we are. Hey, uh, uh, Alex in the comments has a great point. He says, Brandon Hughes, two worst performances were at the end right before surgery. He had a 4.15 ERA, ERA before. That's very encouraging. Uh, Rudy says, working with Strom, I think he'll have a good chance. Uh, let's not forget, you know, that's the kind. Of, that's how we kind of broke down looking at Ryan Thompson. Speaking of tea time, that when you looked at his stats for the year, uh, he really just had two bad games that like, like yeah, ruined he his wasn't, ERA. He wasn't really as bad with the Rays as, uh, as, 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 as the numbers indicated, appeared. right? Yeah, you know, sure. the, the, it was just a small sample size. He didn't have that many innings pitched. And, and again, two bad outings kind of ruined that for him. But Brandon uh, Hughes, I, I just want to point out, was an outfielder as of a few years ago. Oh. And he's listed as a switch hitter. So... There's a lot to offer. Yeah, maybe he. Oh my maybe god, Tori's got to be drooling over that. We can we can throw him in the mix for the uh, the, <laughs> the DH, DH slot against lefties. We got to figure it out. Humberto Castellanos. <laughs> we don't need any more free agents. We're good. We are good. Um, also, uh, again, if you want to make some money, uh, or, or you know. Make some making money is good, but the better part is taking care of your money, and that's what you got to do. Uh, Desert Financial Credit Union will help you do that for more than 84 years. Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted credit union, and uh, they are dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make your life better. Uh, make sure you bank with a financial institution as your best interests in mind. Not everybody does, and I can tell you that from experience. Desert Financial did get me started on my home ownership journey, though, and they can get you started on yours as well. You can look to Desert Financial for credit and savings accounts, uh, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and so much more. When you open a free checking account online, you can get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Uh, big shout out to our diehards, by the way. Uh, and yes, Elizabeth, Ontario does suck. Um, uh, <laughs> thank you guys for being diehards. If you're not a diehard already, you can make sure to sign up today. Get all sorts of wonderful benefits, including this diehard content we're bringing you to the Discord. I'm going to make Jesse go in there and talk to you guys more uh, this week. And then next week, we're doing a game show. We so, have a, a written mailbag for, for the diehards coming uh, next week as let's well. Go. Let's submit go. Your, submit your questions. Submit your Discord questions people. now. You know, these are all the wonderful things that you can do as a diehard member. You also get a free T-shirt from the phnxlocker.com. You get discounts to our events. So if you come, come into any of our takeover events, come into any of our, our uh, especially our takeover events here, including the one out by the pool in July. It's a great time to sign up. Of course, you get all of this stuff. It pays for itself. You get discounts with our partners. Uh, so sign up today over at gophnx.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, Jesse, Corbin Carroll knows who was drafted ahead of him, and he has been keeping receipts. And I know that sometimes in life, Pettiness can drive you to really remember things like which teams passed up on you in the draft and, sure. you know, all of these things. Of course, we are very thankful that all of these teams passed up on Corbin Carroll in the draft. We wouldn't have want, wanted this to go any other way. But uh, apparently the other day, Corbin Carroll uh, proved that his pettiness at least has driven him to remember every single player that was drafted <laughs> before him. Do we have that? I've got a pretty good idea. It's uh, it was Adley, mm -hmm. and then Bobby, mm -hmm. and then Andrew Vaughn. Yep. Uh, Bladé, 
uh, Riley Green, mm-hmm. and then C.J. Abrams, yep. six. Lodolo, Jung, Langoliers, mm-hmm. Hunter Bishop. Yep. Here's where it gets dicey. I was, uh, was it Manoa? Was mm-hmm. it? Okay. Yep. And then A. Mm-hmm. Cavaco. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know if you need hints. I, I might need. I might He's need. He's in the, the show. Team. Ooh. Okay. In the show. Oh, yeah. of course, of course, yeah, Stott. Um, and, and then, then one more. And then Will Wilson. That's. <laughs> I love it so much. Do you, that, do you keep receipts uh, like this in your life, Derek? Oh, yeah, Jesse. Yeah. I know every single person that interviewed for this job and didn't get it. I know every <laughs> single one oh of those names, and I have remembered them, uh, committed them to memory. No, that's, uh, that's not just a casual, like, oh, let me see if I remember. No. No, he knows those names. He knows the order. He didn't need your help. He was just pretending like yeah. he needed your help. He knew that yeah, stretch was there it right Alec before Alec Manoa? His. Which one was that? Was it you, Alec Manoa? You know that's yeah. Alec Manoa. <laughs> he, could, he probably could have been like, boom, 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 boom. But he didn't. He was like, wait, that might come off he a did, little. Yeah, he didn't want to make it look like too he, much. he was like that that level See, of yeah, like Elizabeth get it. Yes, he seats. was pretending to struggle towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like where you like race someone in a foot race. You don't want to beat them by that much. So you slow up there yeah. at the end, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I do think it's interesting that uh, Bryson Stott is, I mean, yeah, I don't know if he really needed that hint to get Bryson Stott, no, he but uh, he just wanted them to say it. Stott is Stott is say of course it. the you know guy that the, you know, the Diamondbacks just played the Phillies and in, in the NLCS. And I remember Mike Hazen was specifically asked, about Bryson Stott uh, in a press conference in the NLCS because the Diamondbacks, you know, they passed on, well, they didn't pass on Bryson Stott. He wasn't available anymore. Um, But he was asked about his assessment of Bryson Stott during the draft. And uh, yeah, Mike said the Diamondbacks love Bryson Stott. They had had Corbin a little bit higher and uh, things certainly worked out for them, but sure Bryson did. Stott is a is a is a good young player. One of the one of the better players on that list for sure. There's a lot. There's a lot of good young players on there, but there's a lot of teams uh, in between. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe three and 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 thirteen that might have wished they would have yeah, maybe yeah. drafted a little differently. Some, some mistakes were made for yeah. sure, but that's kind of the it's kind of the way it goes with every with every draft. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth says like when an ex texts you, "Wait, who is this? I don't remember you." That's what he wanted to do to Bryson Stott. He was <laughs> like, "Wait, who? Oh yeah, Stott." Um, also, sad news: uh, Corbin Carroll didn't get the cover of MLB The Show 2024, he did not. He which did we not. kind of didn't really think was going to happen. But uh, what, what I wanted to get your scathing hot take on Vladdy Jr being on the cover now i will say i've already heard some better options like someone was saying that it would have been cool to have like all the blue jays players that had famous dads like on the cover with like their dads like being in the background <laughs> fading away into uh, like obscurity i don't know what that point sure. of that was but that's kind of cool uh but also just having him and his dad maybe on the cover like what we talked about like having ken griffey jr and uh and julio rodriguez on a mariners kind of theme cover but uh, what are your thoughts on Guerrero? It's weird. <laughs> uh, it's not, not a fan of the choice. Well, it just feels like odd timing in that Vlad Guerrero Jr. was actually not very good in 2023. <laughs> He's coming off. Yeah. Not necessarily his worst season, but one of his worst seasons. Yeah. He's really only had one year where he was like everything that people expected him to be in 2020 Vladimir Guerrero Jr had a you know a thou- an OPS over 1000 he had 48 home runs he was everything that the Blue Jays could have wanted and more mm-hmm. but outside of that one season he's been he's been kind of a good but not great player uh, baseball reference had him at two wins above replacement two even for the 2023 season, which is less than a lot of players who played for the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2023. He hates so, fun. He hates fun. I, I don't I, I think that I think he's a very marketable player who at some point in his career, I think it made sense to put him on the MLB The show cover. He won the I home just, run derby. Yeah, I, I just I just don't First father son. Con- that's why it would have been cool to have his dad on it too. First sure, father sure. father son duo to win you know, the home run derby trophy. I think that's kind of what it is sometimes more about like there's, there's these big splash moments that sometimes make a guy kind of, you know, important in in the baseball world. But then when you look at that, you, you take a look at some of the potential exciting young players that have made a splash in this league. I know everybody hated it, but I mean, even Ellie De La Cruz at times 
feels like a, a at least a more exciting choice than Vladdy Jr., but I still like him. I still think he kind of fits the mold of what they're looking for for, you know, a cover athlete on, on they don't, it'll be the show. They don't make the obvious choice, man. Like Ronald Acuna Jr. was just like He's right like there. Like, it was so obvious. He's right there, right? yeah. But they're probably going to wait until Ronald Acuna has, like, a down year <laughs> when he's 32 and he's got, like, a 787 OPS. Yeah. And, and Emily yeah. shows, like, yeah, now is the time. You know, we've always, we've always been waiting for the moment to, you know, give Ronald Acuna this opportunity. Rudy brings up a great point. I'm, I'm more curious on how many players rejected being on the cover, and that's something we don't know, right? We don't know. I know that they are kind of, it is an honor, and I have a feeling that not a lot of guys are going to turn it down, but... I don't know why you would. If you believe in the curse, Jesse, you turn that shit down. (laughs) If you believe in curses, which a lot of baseball players do, you're going to stay as far away from that fucking cover as you humanly can. (laughs) You talk about a bad year he had now, wait until you see what happens to Vladdy Jr. this year. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess this will be... This, this, you know, we'll we'll see what happens here. Maybe. It's it's a good of reason as any to keep the cover away from Corbin Carroll. Keep him away from our team. We got uh, we got other business to handle. We got World Series. Uh, got a return. Somebody compared us to. Uh, uh, I think it was Jack Peterson compared us to the Royals yeah, from the year that yeah, they, you know, that they they missed and then they were able to make it back and, and get to the mountaintop. Hopefully, yeah. that's the path the Diamondbacks uh follow because that would be very excited and then once they do that then you could put corbin carroll on the cover and then we'll, we'll be okay with it there you go all right um well jesse i'm glad you're back because again um i can't do this show with you know the the cesspitous family barbecue boys every I'm day i'm still so angry about that <laughs> jordan schusterman is one of my favorite baseball podcasters in the universe and he has been on our show twice doing entire episodes just a whole ass on episode. our show not a 10 minute spot not 15 minutes i just force him into being my co-host for the day and he's so cool he's down with it and then he always asks hey where's jesse he's familiar with your stuff he likes you he thinks you're great uh never 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 connected i don't know it's again it's because i do these things to hurt jesse and you know that but i'm gonna get jake to fill in when you're gone bitch, don't and, you dare uh, we'll see how you I feel swear to god that. if i go on my cruise and i look and jake is sitting here i'm gonna be furious but uh <laughs> anyway uh you can in the meantime follow all of the fun that we're having on twitter uh i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k over there this maniac is at jesse and friedman of course uh no damon today we got kyle uh, on the ones and twos we are kyle's kids today uh <laughs> am, I, am i supposed to bark i don't know, yeah, I don't know bark. I do whatever a kid would do <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course our show is at phnx underscore dbacks but all roads do lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook we thank you guys so much for stopping by we appreciate your time uh we will see you tomorrow here at 1 p.m uh and remember kids baseball is fun but it is so much more fun when you keep our stars off the cover of that damn video game